Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Caitlin McKinnon. And it is the end of the year. Woo! The shittiest, stupidest, dumbest year in recent memory. Remember when I thought 2015 was terrible? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. No. Whew. And I, I made this crack about, it can't get much worse, right? <laughs> right, guys? And then just it keeps, it keeps on coming. It just keeps, it keeps, keeps on coming. coming. The only thing, though, is when you've hit rock bottom, you can only go up. <laughs> or, or you're just in, there's a sub-basement you don't know you haven't discovered yet. Or you're in, you know, a, uh, a tomb. You're just in, you're, you're in a grave. Do you know what? Do you know what's really added to this for me? What? I went to uh, d- didn't need much. Seemed like a loaf of bread. You want some chips for some salsa yeah. sort of thing? Yeah. Quick, take a quick run down to the old no frills down the street. Yeah, super close. Get uh, get a couple essentials: milk, bread, butter, that type of thing. Walk up and see these like white papers like tacked to the side. I think it's some community event or something. And as I'm walking up to the door, I see it says "No Frills Shuttle." I'm like, "No Frills Shuttle? No what is that about?" Shuttle. Then I get to the door and see it's like plastered up because apparently uh, the roof of my no frills like caved in and my no frills is closed for at least like six to eight weeks. This is a trend with no frills. Apparently, apparently, yes. We know we know your former no frills over Gerard and Coxwell area. Yeah. Uh, a sinkhole, <laughs> a sandworm from Tremors went under, <laughs> went under your no frills and uh, and damaged the foundation. And that has never reopened, so that's what we're thinking. We're worried. We're not thinking. We're worried that that's what's going to happen at the old uh, the old Vise No Frills in Parkdale's neighborhood. I don't know though. It's a pretty like it's always that place is always lit. Like it's always <laughs> popping. Well, it's just Parkdale, but um, but like we talked before about like you know food deserts. Yeah, you're gonna make one. It's like the only grocery store that most of the people in this neighborhood can shop at i can make a fresh go work but if i have to i would really prefer not to yeah and i also pass by these so the shuttle they're running it to is uh to a far superior no frills up at dundas and lansdowne that one is glorious and it doesn't affect my life to any great extent because i go past that location every day yeah on my way home from work so i can just hop off that's what i did on friday i hopped off Killed some time, had a coffee, and then went and did some grocery shopping and uh, hopped on the old shuttle back and didn't have to shell out another token. So that was enjoyable. But yeah, it's just that, that's the cherry. That's the cherry right there. <laughs> Forget all the deaths and yeah, everything. Just really, that's that's what's done it. It's just making me. I'm a little antsy going into 2017, friends. I'm not going to lie. I think 2017 is going to be an amazing year. Well, I wish I could share your enthusiasm, but. So good. We all know. Ya boy. Is not especially optimistic. Hey, I don't think I'm an optimist either. I'm a realist. <laughs> I think that 2017... Realistically, you think 2017 will uh, will turn this around? Yeah, I do. I think some great things are going to happen this year. <laughs> I'm not sure what. Hopefully it'll involve cake, but I just don't know. <laughs> cake, that would be good. Yeah. Hopefully it'll involve this podcast starting to generate a little revenue, but... Who knows? Who knows? Hey, listeners, we'll talk to you about that in the in the new year proper. If you'd like to listen to us, though. Right. If that's the thing you want to do. And I mean, you, you found us now, but like, say you want to listen to other episodes and maybe don't want to have to keep on checking back. You're like, who are these lovely people? They sound wonderful. 
Then, I really like to listen to all of their 46 other episodes. Then you can subscribe. You can do that on SoundCloud.com slash GeekDownPod. Give us a follow there. You'll get a notification every time a new episode goes live, typically on Tuesdays, barring any giant snafus. Or you can uh, hit us up on the old iTunes. Subscribe to us on there, top right corner. It's super easy. Just click it once. So easy. New episodes go to your device automatically. And, yeah, it's just like having a small internet elf deliver it to you. <laughs> just be like, hey, here you go. I'm like, hey, what's up? My name's Chauncey. I brought you a new episode of the Geek Down Pod. Yeah. Thanks, Chauncey. He doesn't even want a tip. Nope. That's how great he is. He believes in the product so much. He's just, it, his tip is bringing it to you. That's the look of satisfaction on your face. It's all Chauncey needs. Yeah. Do it for Chauncey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Well, do, do you know I had somebody, all that uh, Joycey, Joycey Vogues? Yep. A uh, longtime listener fell off a little bit by her own admission. Yeah. And now she says, I didn't know this was a thing we'd done, but like she doesn't get the references or in-jokes anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> like too many weeks went by. I'm like, we have a mythology? I've waited for a mythology for so long. Chauncey has been added to the mythology. <laughs> Chauncey, the geek down internet elf, has been added. Fantastic. Can't wait to uh, bring him up all next year. I like to think he has a sash. and uh... Joyce, hopefully you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't miss a week. Miss a lot. Um. Well, uh, speaking of of weeks and and having sort of a, a collection of things this episode is a special episode it's a very special episode friends so the, it is the end of the year it is now it is not the end of not the end of our year our year but it's the end of our collective year as a human the calendar species. year the ju- juvenile is that the calendar we operate uh, on i should really know this actually on, history girl um no it isn't because it isn't? uh Oh, God, what kind of year is it? Well, okay, see, I can tell you this much. Two months were added. So December, right? Uh-huh. Take the, December is the temp month, but we know it as the 12th month because they added August and July. Oh, right. De- for, des- deca. for Augustus Caesar and Julius Caesar. Um. So I can tell you is that it much. the Julian calendar then? Yes, I believe it's the Julian calendar that we are on. That would make sense. It's, you know, Julius Caesar. And then the other one is the Gregorian? I probably said that wrong. Someone's making fun no, of me right not, now. Not Julian Casablancas. <laughs> Frontman of the Strokes. Internet. <laughs> oh, internet. Now uh, I think uh, the, uh, 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 the Julian calendar is a reform of the Roman calendar. Yeah. This is very long. Somebody's this looks to be ours, yes. The Julian calendar has a regular year of 365 days divided into 12 months. That's the one. Cool. Yeah, because of Julius Caesar. So the well, Julian actually, calendar Augustus. year is ending, but the Geek Down calendar year is not. There's a few more. This is episode 47, so we have a handful of episodes before we officially roll into year two. Yeah. Um, but we kind of wanted to give you a countdown since everyone else is doing one. It's that time of year. Y'all like to count things down. You like to take stock. You like to look back the things you have consumed and we've consumed a lot and done a lot and grown a lot. Oh, we have looked at a lot. And we wanted to tell you what our favorite things of the year were. So if you're new, the whole premise of the show has many secret origins, but really has to do with this idea that Caitlin and I are both nerds. Ha, surprise! <laughs> Shocking. You are shocked. But we are nerds of differing stripes. You can go back and listen to our Secret Origin episode to get the full details. But basically, Jordan is into anime, capes and tights, superheroes sort of things. 
crime fiction, music nerd, that sort of thing. Kate is more of a... I like a variety of things. I like newer concept comic books. Is that what I should call them? Not so much... Indier comic books. Indier comic books. Less traditional. I love sci-fi and fantasy. Yes, you do. Novels, television shows, movies. I am a um, sort of classic movie buff. Mm -hmm. Um, I like my black and whites. I like my silent films. I like my exploitation films. Like, I... I have sort of their smatterings of knowledge there. Um, I love cartoons. Love cartoons. Not the biggest anime fan. Um, not the biggest... I, I'm a music fan, but I'm not a music nerd. So there is there are definitely gaps in both our knowledge that... Things we, that each of us are into that the other isn't really yeah, into, even love, though they kind of fall in. And like, Jordan likes some British television, but I like love british television <laughs> boy do she um so i will give him things and sometimes they'll be a hit and sometimes they won't um more or less not so far but so the gist is every week caitlin and i typically on a normal episode will bring in something that we enjoy doesn't have to be one of our all-time greats that was i think initially the idea was something that we loved but then it might have been turned into just something that we had encountered that we liked that we came to on our own that the other person would not have probably come across on their own and we say hey see if you like this or i want to know what you think about this yes and why you might or might not like it there are things that come from our side of our respective fandoms and we see if that bridge can get crossed as the opening of the show always says finding those spots where the fandoms intersect to that end we have brought each other oh he's counting things out Counting, counting more things out. So barring a handful of episodes where we both watched the same thing or did a catch-up episode or things like that, we have each consumed, read, watched 30 things. 30 things! Since the start of the show. Wow. So we were thinking, what can we do for the countdown show? The countdown show. Maybe it's time to go back and see what are the Hall of Fame entries from the things we have each brought each other. Yeah. So... To that end, for this episode, you can look forward to us counting down the top three items that Jordan and Kate each brought each other, as well as our selection for our favorite thing we both watched at the same time from Summer Watcharama, August Watcharama that we had last August. Or usually once, uh, what I like to call a cycle, so every 10 episodes we do like a special episode where we watch the same thing. Yes. Our favorite, uh, we're each going to pick our favorite from that as well, we are going to pick the one that just totally boofed it and just was the uh, maybe not the brightest star in the pumpkin patch. No. Love that. That's just take every metaphor and mix them together. Yeah, but... you really did. You mixed that thoroughly. <laughs> yep. It's just like my favorite. There's actually a name for that. And now, of course, I can't remember it. But there's a name for, hey, going back to things that we have. <laughs> Caitlin has a track back to record. bits of, from the show. Of things that she's forgotten. There is a term for mixing metaphors. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite one is uh, burn that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> Which just has to do with just being basically a mess. Just a hot mess. <laughs> We'll get to the bridge, and then we will burn it down. <laughs> yep, right to the ground. So we are out of format this week. As I said, we're just going to be counting counting the stuffs down. And uh, do you want to go first, Caitlin? Or sure. All right, Caitlin McKinnon. What is your third? Your number three on the things 
that I have brought you on the Geek Down podcast. We talk about it a lot, um, or we, at least we have in the last little while because it's relatively new. And it is kind of, I feel kind of silly because it is sort of like the hot thing right now, but legitimately, Yuri on Ice. Born to make history. Yuri on, actually, is surprised it didn't rank higher, but... Oh, well, I, I, Yuri on Ice was amazing and fabulous, and I love watching it, and I can't wait for the next episode. If you've been listening regularly, this is the show about the... It's the gay figure skating show. It's an anime yeah. by director Sayo Yamamoto. Debuted this fall season. It has been the talk of anime fandom. Actually, didn't really plan to give it to Caitlin, because we... Uh, it had been coming up so frequently just in my own viewings and updates, the weekly updates. And then post-election week, kind of wanted things that would make us happy. Yeah. And I kind of asked for it. I was like, please, just give me a Caitlin's like, can, can, can I just watch your eyes? Can I please just watch your eyes? I just want that. Well, number three. Good call on that. Yeah. So you thought it was going to rank even higher than that? Uh, maybe. And that's just because it's the, it's the new hotness, right? So. Right. Yeah. Um, I think you might be surprised. Maybe not totally, but there's a, definitely probably a thing in there that you Yeah, I don't know if that's, if, that's not, if that's not up there, then I don't know. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying not to sub- succumb to new hotness myself, but... Uh, but it's hard. But uh, I don't even know if I have them. I have them selected. But I don't know if oh, I have them and, in order. And if anyone's interested, um, the it was the Yuri on Ice and Zootopia episode, which was episode number 41. Episode 41. Caitlin's third selection for 2016, Yuri on Ice. I might be end up, I think I might end up leaving Caitlin similarly surprised as far as thinking that... My number three didn't place higher. Okay. Um, but I'm just looking at them. I had them picked for a while, but I hadn't. I'm just organizing them into like their spots right now. Uh, so I think number three from episode four, which also featured Death Parade, my third, so my number three for 2016, Young Justice. I, I know. I, I thought it might be. Three or two. Yeah, you, I was. I wasn't you didn't sure. Think it was going to take top. I knew. I knew it was going to be up there though, because we it comes up a lot, and we were both so excited about them making a third season. Yes. For those of you who don't know, Netflix has decided to make a third season of Young Justice, and we basically had a Facebook chat meltdown. Yes, uh, Young Justice is a Warner Brothers DC animated cartoon about basically the sidekicks, your Robins, your Kid Flashes, your Aqua Boys. All of that sort of thing, as they are being trained by the Justice League to become actual heroes. I had initially been somewhat resistant to Young Justice because somewhat resistant because I thought they were going to end up being like store brand Justice League. However, the Justice League has enough of a presence in the show that I was satisfied with that, despite the disrespect visited on wally west by the end of the show and hopefully now that they have which i should have seen coming because they always (laughs) fucking do it now that they have a a a a season to make up for that hopefully they will make amends for the disrespect they better fingers crossed so either way even despite the disrespect given to mr wallace west young justice is still a fantastic show that does surprising things, especially if you are steeped in the knowledge of the Justice League and those characters. Um, it's like getting a bit of a fresh take on them, which is a rare thing to be able to accomplish. 
at this point in time. So, And I found even as someone who isn't, I mean, I, I know of things peripherally, somewhat from watching a lot of Batman, the, the animated series, I found that watching the show helped me to gain more knowledge about these characters and and sort of history and classic storytelling and of of the characters and uh and it was still enjoyable not being quite as knowledgeable and a surprising amount of depth given in the storytelling and the narrative as well there's time jumps there's betrayals and double turns and fantastic i've said it a whole bunch of times it is one of the best shows like written shows that has come out in a long time in my opinion you've made beast boy bearable sorry even made beast boy bearable yeah i like beast boy (laughs) all right now now to to number two caitlin what is your second favorite item you've been given on the geek down for 2016 I think you might be surprised. It's pasta. Pasta. Yeah. It's from episode 20, Pasta and Tales from the Borderlands. Um, I loved it while I watched it, and I still love it. Like, I haven't kept up as much on it, and it does have an ending. Um, It's one of those things where I almost don't want to keep on going because it will end, and I I won't be able to look forward to watching pasta. But I've actually legitimately put time in my week off <laughs> to watch pasta you're getting back to pasta uh pasta is a korean drama from i believe like 2009 uh it's like any other korean drama but it they're, is, they are basically all the same as caitlin said at the time they're jane austen novels um set in a italian restaurant in seoul basically it's just a story of a Young lady who wants to be the best chef she can be, who falls in love with the brusque Gordon Ramsay-esque... Head chef. Head chef. Shep. Shep. Who comes uh, to the restaurant to try and increase business. And his his conflicts with the staff and with her and with the ownership and all that sort of thing. I believe this is the first time we started on the uh, the notion of comfy TV. Yeah, I think... I think We're, we're real big. Okay if there's from- one takeaway from for both of us, probably, for 2016, <laughs> it's just that... Comfy TV is really kind of awesome, and we both greatly enjoy it. Especially at a time where other things may be uncomfortable, like the conversations you had over the holidays with your racist uncles like or aunts. everything. Yeah. Um, and I do distinctly remember at the time being floored, because I gave this to Caitlin on like some, this is just going to make, make for good radio, because this is the weirdest shit I could ever give her, <laughs> and she's going to hate this, and she ended up loving it i did i i i did and i do and i can't wait to sort of get back to these characters um because it is it's just ridiculously comfy and i know what's going to happen and it doesn't matter it's just those small interactions and the silliness in it it's very corny and and kind of lovely when the most scandalous thing that ever happens is a kiss on the cheek oh man it was so scandalous that, that means they're engaged now i i gasped and almost choked on my hot cocoa (laughs) your your hot drink yeah um all right jordan number two for you number two of the things that caitlin brought me i don't know if this is surprising either well you can basically kind of gauge the things that uh, number one will probably surprise her but the if it came up repeatedly on the show it's probably a given that it's going to end up on my my list and uh number Number two on my list is Steven Universe. I thought it might be. I'm Steven Universe is a store a cartoon about a young boy who is half human, half 
crystal gem, which are an alien. alien race of of women who are gemstones. Um, and uh, it is very colorful and happy and optimistic and all kinds of things that Jordan isn't. <laughs> and initially, he was not enamored with this series. Yeah, if you went back and listened to uh, our initial discussion of Steven Universe, which was from episode six, which also featured, oddly enough, Revolutionary Girl Utena, an anime that greatly influenced the creators and producers of Steven Universe, uh, you would not think that Steven Universe would end up on my list, if that's all you listen to, because... As Caitlin said, I agree. I was kind of resistant to the show because I do not like saccharinely sweet things generally. And as well, as I said at the time, there was some things going on with the fandom at that time, less so now, I don't think, where the fandoms were uh, kind of jerks and assholes. And which is never cool. We're kind of ruining the show, definitely to people who were not like deeply immersed in it and maybe wanted to check it out. And those early episodes, I was not super into. It wasn't until the larger, for whatever reason, I just stayed with it. And when the larger narrative started to reveal itself, and when it got super weird, I believe Cat Fingers was the moment where <laughs> I was like, Steven gets Cat Fingers for no reason. And I was like, okay, this show is doing interesting things. Yeah, I And then in season was... two, when it got really, it was just all about sex. I can't believe that Cat Fingers was like the thing that, that hooked you. It was Cat Fingers. <laughs> Just its commitment to that level of dumbness, I greatly, I greatly enjoyed. Um, yeah, I just started to appreciate the things it was doing. I do think, and I have in subsequent discussions about the show, I have wrung my hands a little bit at the idea that Steven Universe may develop what I always call the glee problem, where it's where the show realizes it's doing things and it's trying to provide. It's trying to represent, rather, people of different sexual orientations and non-binary gender folks. And that's the show becomes very important to them. It's a fine line to dance, and I don't think Glee did it very well once it realized it was becoming a very important show for like young gay kids in Iowa. Um, you still have to be entertaining. It can't just be a sermon. And Steven Universe doesn't always... Doesn't always avoid sort of heavy-handed sermonizing but it's very rare that it doesn't and even when it doesn't it's still not going to affect like a kid's enjoyment of the show which is ultimately who the show is for as yeah. much as we tend to forget that and sometimes you know shira did have episodes about you know <laughs> stealing from your friends or taking things without asking and it was a little heavy-handed but you know it's for seven-year-olds it is and i really want i really want yellow diamond to show up again because the children need Patty Lapone in their lives. Yeah, they do. Um, all right. That's... Well, we'll take a break here. I don't think we want to get straight into number ones. No, no. Um, I was about to say I was gonna. I was gonna have some um, some mentions of other things that almost made it to the top three. Oh, you have some honorable quite. mentions. I have honorable mentions. Um, one of them being uh, Fleabag. Okay. Well, then I have no. If what I think is number. If what I now think is number one is number one. This is going to be an amazing conversation but <laughs> well fleabag was from episode 37 it was uh paired with i gave you the fall on yes. that episode oddly um, enough the fall could probably also hit my honorable mentions both of those oh, items yeah, then yeah. um and fleabag uh was fan was fantastic and um i sort of like looked out for other things that 
writer slash actress. I feel terrible. I can't remember her name. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Uh, other things she's going to be doing and has done um, because I was just so impressed with the writing and the acting and the faces. As a, that, really, that show is just got to be like uh, Fleabag, the faces. Facebook colon, Facebook colon, Fleabag colon, the faces. Yeah, because she just has some amazingly um hilarious expressions and her timing is her comedic timing is fantastic as well so that's that's one of the honorable mentions do you have any uh i do have one dread dread oh dread one of my favorite movies 2012's judge dread talk about comfy shit adaptation (laughs) i don't know how comfy it was but oh it's one of my comfy movies like if i'm sick i watch that movie uh this is from episode 14 which also featured All-Star Superman, which I don't want to talk about. Um, <laughs> Caitlin, sorry, Caitlin gave me Dread, which was, again, maybe kind of surprising. But yeah, this was an adaptation of the Judge Dread story, previously represented in film by Sylvester Stallone in a terrible movie. This is a much better movie, where it's basically The Raid. Yeah. But with Judge Dread. But with Judge Dread. Super fast. It's like less than 90 minutes, maybe. It's like... Yeah. Judge Dredd goes to arrest somebody, but it's bad times, and he's trapped, and he's got to, him and his partner got to make their way out of this building that's owned by crime lords. And lots of shooting happens. Lots of shooting, super action-packed, very innovatively action-packed, and I think this was also may have been coming off a time where you just give me like a lot of like hour-long dramas and shit, so <laughs> yeah. to, to just have like a, sh- a, a movie that was 80 minutes, super fast and done, I was like, yes! <laughs> Everything for Judge Dredd. Um, uh, that's a good one. That's a, that's a good uh, honorable mention. Do you have another one? I have another honorable yeah, mention. Yeah, now that so I'm I, looking at it. yeah, I do actually. Um, I have uh, this is actually something that uh, Kaim gave me, which oh, okay. was Aerosmith. Yes. So Kaim is our wonderful friend. Hi, Kaim, who uh, watches the show. Always is wonderful, and you know uh, he watches re- it. Where is he watching it at? <sighs> Listening to the show. <laughs> it's hey, it's been a long year. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, and he's always, you know, putting our stuff up and, and getting people interested in and sharing. It. He's very supportive of the show. Extremely supportive. And he also fills in sometimes. Sometimes we need a guest. Because someone else is fucked off. <laughs> uh, in this case, it was Jordan. So Kaim came all the way down to, ha- to Hamilton. And he gave me something fabulous. He gave me Aerosmith, um, which was a comic book that was a mix of a fantasy world and world war one and it was kind of spectacular and i really really liked that it was a great read the art was fantastic he let me keep it so i could read it again <laughs> i mean i'm gonna give it back Kaim. i promise um you might have to come back to hamilton but i promise you'll get it eventually and uh it was paired with i gave him daria and that was again that was episode 31 if you want to check out sort of how I, I we kind of really go into the art style and stuff. Um, it was it was uh, a lot of fun. I like getting comic books, especially stuff I haven't I haven't crossed paths with before. So my other honorable mention that I have here, just looking at things, is uh, Teen Titans Go. Yes, we Which are fans a, of the Teen, t- teen, t- teen yeah, Titans. Apparently, Go. Teen, teen Titans make a lot of appearances. From episode twenty-two, which was paired with. The anime Himoto Umaro-chan, which this episode's got a lot of listens. I think a lot of people like Himoto Umaro-chan, to be honest. Or they like Teen Titans Go. Mm, from a metadata standpoint, <laughs> I think it's the anime fans that are, that are looking for it. Uh, Teen Titans Go is what the Teen Titans cartoon turned into. Yes. A, a series of absurd shorts 
Very absurd. For really aimed at, targeted to the uh, the weird kids on the playground. And that is still Jordan and I. Still Jordan Kate. Um, where like the entire crux of an episode can be like, uh, the Teen Titans make a sandwich. That's yeah. an episode. Um, was not expecting much out of this when Caitlin gave it to me and was surprised by how absurd it was willing to get borderline adult swim yeah. levels. Sometimes they just die at the end of an episode. Sometimes they get really old and elderly. And yeah, it's... It's a weird one. I think speaking of Kaim, I think he I think this is one that I think if Kaim was picking his list of things he's been turned on to from the show, this would be near the top of his list as well. Yeah, Kaim, I think so. Kaim jumped in both feet into Teen, Titan, <laughs> Teen Titans Go and binged off. I'd get random like references to episodes I haven't seen yet. Or he he was like, Did we know they were coming out with like a third season? I was like, I guess. Like, <laughs> sure, kind sure. of not, not doesn't matter to our lives, but we're glad you're happy. Uh yeah, just it's really a bizarre <laughs> sometimes it is very much for kids but sometimes it is just stupidly funny yeah for no reason cool so yeah honorable mention for that and i guess final honorable mention for me is atlanta oh okay. i i was really impressed with atlanta um it was on episode 39 so not too long ago you didn't seem that crazy about it at the time well i gave i gave you uh, Moonlight, which is important because that was that was all kinds of of a weird mix. Every so often, we hit on things that are so diametrically opposed, opposed um, that it's sometimes hard to talk about them in the same show. Fun fact: never, not even going to make an honorable mention, but I'm still not mad at Moonlight. Yeah, I'm glad you're not mad at it. I'm mad at it. Um, Atlanta, I. I I think it was because uh, I still haven't watched beyond the three episodes, um, but I I was really impressed with it. I was impressed with the acting and the writing, and the and I was su- impressed that it surprised me in so many different ways. Um, and the aesthetics of the show as well was very surprising. Um, there was a lot of magical sort of realism in it, which is something I love. Um, and I am really looking forward to watching more of it. So that's why I kind of wanted to give it a an honorable mention. I don't know if I want to shout out, finally, the show that was featured on this episode as much as the episode itself and our discussion about it. But I do want to shout out uh, episode 25 and uh, my joy at Hidden Kingdoms. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh... the nature documentaries, the, the three episode nature documentary about tiny animals that Caitlin gave me once. I, I can't. I can't understand why they didn't make more of them. And my, my emotional investment with the plight of the chipmunk is actually uh, a fantastic discussion. If you go back <laughs> and listen to that, I was heavily invested. I don't know if it's an official uh, honorary mention for me, but just that episode itself and <laughs> the joy Kate and I had discussing that show is uh, definitely go back and listen to that one. And if it's still up on Netflix, take a look at Hidden Kingdoms. Episode two has the chipmunk. Definitely check it out. So good. Fuck that other chipmunk up. <laughs> Beat the shit out of him. So, uh, as said at the top, we don't always stay in format, either once every 10 episodes or in the month of August. This is all we did because there was just so much stuff. So much stuff. We like to watch the same things. So, some items we have talked about on these episodes have been Stranger Things, which we basically had to talk about at that point. I think that's kind of what popped this whole idea off for doing it in August, but we've also talked about... Supergirl, or an anime called Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, or... Uh, uh, 
Sorry, I thought. Or you... the graphic novel Paper Girls, or a bunch of stuff. If it's if it's something either we meant to check, we both meant to check out, or something that's kind of burbling up in the ether, as like, we'll see in next week's episode, like Winona Earp. Like, who was asking for Winona Earp? Everyone. But we thought we would uh, take a moment. We are probably in agreement on this one, I think. Um, do you want to um, do a one, two, three? <laughs> of our favorite thing that we watched in the Watch Party episodes. I think it's the same thing. Let's find out. Three, two, one. Cabinary. No. Oh. We didn't. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Really? Cabinary of the Iron You're going Cabinary. I'm going Clever Man. Really? Yeah. And I thought I enjoyed that way more than you did. Maybe you did. And I initially started circling Cabinary for this. Yeah. But then at the end, I started thinking about it, and I just thought Clever Man was more important. I started to appreciate the importance of... And I think I think that's... Like, Clever Man is like an art house yeah. movie, and Cabinary is a Jerry Bruckheimer like blockbuster. Like, it's fun <laughs> as hell. And I actually li- recently listened to... Sorry, friends. Cabinary of the Iron Fortress was discussed on, I believe it was the second watch party we ever uh, did. That was on episode 17. Yes. And Clever Man happened during the August watch party, which was episode 28. That's right. Um, yeah. So Cabinary was the steampunk zombie train bonanza. Which was fabulous. Which And we both greatly enjoyed, I believe. I don't know if we gave it, I don't know if we both gave it a 10 at the time, but uh, it got very high marks, as did Clever Man. Clever Man was the Australian show steeped in Aboriginal folklore Yep. And kind of a sort of contemporary sci-fi retelling of the Clever Man mythos uh, from, from Aboriginal folklore. It's and it a also, six episode show, I think. Yep. And it also brought in a lot of uh, the discussion around discrimination and racism and sexism and yes. um, some important things that are going on in, in Australia. And we also got a shout out. And the creator of the show actually heard our mention and listened to the episode and uh yeah shouted us out on that so it was definitely a high point of the show for the of our show for the year absolutely but yeah i just uh it's very like i said it's very tight those are clearly the two yeah i think like cabinary was i started circling cabinary and then stopped and went "Eh, clever man just we talked a lot about the time on the cabinary episode about how the criticisms it got and it basically is kind of like it's the same studio that did attack on titan and they took a lot of the feel an idea of attack on titan even though to my mind it's better than attack on titan and i i won't watch attack on titan because the giant things freak me out too much um i thought it did a better job i have heard criticisms that the characters are too one note none of them are really distinguishable i disagree with that yukina till i die um <laughs> just to beat the shit out of me yukina <laughs> pulling that train lever with your dats and your lats and your delts and your everything the engineer is the best part of that um show. and yeah i just feel like to my mind i feel like I'm, I'm being a responsible citizen by shouting out clever man to that degree um yeah and i i mean it was definitely when i was going through them i it was high on the list like you said there's they're they're very as far as enjoyment goes they're they're both up there i just i remember i'm still like i still talk to people about Clever Man, but I just remember enjoying um, Cabinary so much. And, you know, any show that gets me really pumped for its next episode, that, you know, and, and Clever Man did that in some ways because it was almost, I feel like it was just one, like, it's sort of a long movie, right? Mm. 
Um, and uh, Cabaneri uh, did some cliffhangers, but, you know, it, they had more of an episodic feel where Clever Man was a story that was being told over, you know, these yeah. six episodes. Um, I do remember saying that the pilot of Cabaneri was like one of the most perfect short story, like short films. Yeah. I had seen it set everybody up. It did it really well. It got you into the conflict. It was super action packed. Left yeah. you with enough questions to want to keep going. Like it was super well done. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, I'm surprised by that. That's great, though. I was like surprises. <laughs> we don't have to agree on everything all the time, Caitlin. And we often don't. Sometimes we get stuff that's hot garbage. Yeah. Sometimes we miss it completely. Super hot garbage. I can tell you right now what I think is hot garbage. Oh, man. Is it can the, you guess it? Is, it? is it the item that involved the phrase rape culture? So, folks, there's this anime that Jordan gave me called Kill a Kill. Yep. It was episode 15. I gave him Being Human, um, which he actually didn't hate, uh, which is good. Now, to be fair, yeah. the reason I gave you Kill the Kill yeah. is because it's often mentioned many places. A, it's a show that's beloved by women. Some In some circles, yes. And it's held up as a like show that subverts the tropes of what we call fan service, which is a term that comes up on this show an awful lot. It does. Because fan service is often stupid and icky. This show gets held up as a show that does fan service right and takes the piss out of fan service. Sure it does. And makes fun of it. Yeah. I thought, I'm interested to see, and I greatly enjoyed the, basically it's a show where you fight clothes. Clothes are the enemy. You fight clothes without wearing clothes, basically. I thought, it was one of the first anime when I got back into anime that I watched and I was like, this show's kind of crazy. I wonder what Caitlin thinks of this. It did not go well. It was hot garbage. Such hot garbage. All the hot garbage. You know what, though? See, it was hot garbage because... And I still... Apparently, I'm still angry about this. Because they, like, force a 15-year-old to be naked. And it's really disgusting. Um, And if people had clothes on, it would be a great show. So I'm still waiting for someone to just, like, fill in the gaps Put unitards on everybody yeah um and like let them have clothing on um and then i'm sure it'll be a great show and the show still makes me angry the best thing kill the kill ever did was when somebody made that snoop dogg mashup of weed the weed yes and put the theme song to to nate dog singing smoke weed every day i think that's the only good thing Kate, kill the kill has ever brought to caitlin's life i think that is the yes definitely the only thing and i have friends oh, mako mako you enjoyed mako oh i did enjoy mako the sidekick um and i i have friends who feel the same way I do about rape culture and about sexism and um, are avid anime watchers and they felt very different about Kill a Kill. Um, but even talking to them, I was getting like choked up with a rage. And um, you and you call to mind a thing that I think as anime fans, we just like forget about or just it doesn't. There's a dissonance there where it doesn't register with us. It's like, oh, oh, right. Yeah, they are underage teenagers. Yeah. We just don't think about that. Yeah. Because they're drawn to look like young adults young in their adults 20s. So. With boob jobs. Like, like, yeah. Um, okay, Caitlin, get your words together. Let's be clear about this. So, with when people talk about, like, um, subverting fan service and and joking about it and like you said taking the piss out of fan service um there are other ways to do that without having a 15 year old basically um 
be stripped of clothing against her will. Just a thought to put that out there. I'm just going to put that out there and people can take from it what they will. It's right out there. <laughs> just gonna, you don't have to pick it up, but it's there. It's there. If you want to. She's Go leaving ahead. it there for you. Um, and I, I am going to, over the break, I have lots of like a, a laundry list of stuff to do for the show. There's stuff I want to catch up on and watch. Um, I really like, I'm going to read a lot of Amelia Cook. Um, AnimeFeminist.com because as you've talked about she she talks about this in some articles and um she has a lot of insight and i would like to read some other viewpoints i probably won't agree with them on this topic but hey i'm open-minded right (laughs) i i can learn new things yes you can i think for this in this case i was just so offended by the show and not because there are naked bodies that i think are great more naked bodies the better but because they are children i think that's really gross yep yep how about you jordan what did you think was hot garbage there's a phrase on this show we use a lot when caitlin brings me british things (laughs) yeah She's like, well, and never, you know, she brings me a British thing. And I'm usually like, oh, this is fucking stupid. It's terrible. (laughs) He's wearing what he made. He made a coat out of his tax forms. It's fucking dumb. So stupid. (laughs) It makes me laugh just thinking about it. And then Kate will ask for my rating. And what do I say every time? I don't know. It was a show. It's better than the boosh. It's better than the boosh. Yes, of course. The worst thing I saw this year from Caitlin McKinnon. (laughs) From episode two, I believe. It's maybe the second thing we ever talked about. And he's still talking about it. It's still. It's that legendary that it's still the totemic item that is held up as a the totem of something bad. <laughs> the Mighty Boosh. This is from episode ah. two, where we also talked about the uh, Mark Wade Fiona Staples, Archie comic. Yes. Um, which was actually quite good. I try to, I'm trying to remember any details about the Boosh. I try to scrub it from my memory as much <laughs> as possible. Uh, it was a, a TV series given to these two comedy writers. I'm making air quotes. Comedy writers. Great comedians. They write comedy of some sort. Noel Fielding and Julian Barrett, whose name I can never remember because it's just so much more normal than Noel Fielding. And... It's fantastic and absurd. And I thought Jordan had talked about how he liked absurdist humor and he liked Monty Python. And I was like, oh, this is kind of like uh, almost like a, a evolution of Monty Python in a way. It's silly and absurd- absurdist. And I thought, hey, it makes me laugh. Maybe it would make Jordan laugh. It did not. <laughs> Make Jordan laugh. Uh, it filled Jordan with so much rage. So much rage. It's also where we got the, uh, you've changed it a little bit now, but the the British accent. <laughs> the wubba wubba in it. Yeah, that's it. The wubba wubba in it. Um, and now it's. Yeah, that's quite. I can't even remember the reasons why. I just thought it looked cheap and terrible and stitched together with and it made put the taste of onions in my mouth and I could just <laughs> that was it put the taste of onions in your so mouth no, no fielding uh, just puts the taste of onions into my mouth every time I look at them 
this oh, good times. odd glam rock fashion sense. Uh, um, yeah, just this was not for me. You but get, it was you get just, for me. You can just pick shit from the ether and then say, this is funny. <laughs> and it's funny now. <laughs> oh, still makes me laugh. Oh, good for good for you. That's great. Yeah, never again. Better than the Bush is like still, it's one of the... It will be carried over to 2017. Every, every, hey, every, and as we know, every British thing she's given me since has been better than the Bush, even black books. I'm, I'm... Come for me. We're slowly, we're slowly... Come for me. We're slowly making our way to something British that I give him that... Well, he liked The Fall, which is technically I British. did like The Fall. It's technically um, British. What else is on here? It wasn't any, Misfits was kind of all right. I didn't hate Misfits. I never continued Misfits, but I yeah. didn't hate it. Uh, we mentioned Being Human. You didn't hate. Being Human was all right, yeah. Um, We're getting there. We're getting there. I definitely do better with dramas than comedies. But when one day, from, when one it comes day from I'm England. Gonna, I'm going to find a British comedy, and I think you're, you're going to like it. I don't know what it is. I may get to it first, actually. There's one There's one I keep meaning to get to on the Netflixes. All right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, and now I think it's time. It's time to wrap wrap up the year, put a bow on this fucker with the best thing that we were given in 2016. Shall I go first or should you? I I think we've gone we've done this trend of me going first. I almost want to go first though because for regular listeners, this will not be surprising. Okay. All right. I don't think, especially if you've listened up to uh <laughs> two weeks ago's episode, <laughs> which we recorded an hour ago. I may be playing fast and loose with this. The best thing, she pulled it out right at the end. Right at the end. Under the wire. Or at the last possible minute, the best thing Caitlin gave me that I saw for 2016, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Woo! Fireworks. Sirens. Flashing lights. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is the 2005 Shane Black film starring Robert Downey Jr. and our boy, Val Kilmer. <laughs> Val Kilmer become one of the patron saints of this podcast between Tombstone and Kiss Kiss because he's the best dog holiday ever <sighs> you're a dandy if you do um, I'll be your huckleberry <laughs> the, the neo-noir film from writer-director Shane Black that is just flawlessly written and very well acted and it was just a joy to watch and it was something I believe I said when we recorded the episode I was disgusted that Caitlin even had to bring it to me because it's something I should have already been on and probably got my highest score of anything I've given I think I gave 9. it a 9.5 as we've uh I, I actually can't remember if we mentioned it on air before that episode or not but uh Jordan has told me in the past that he is probably never going to give anything 10 so that's basically as high as we're going to get um so enjoy it while it lasts because i'm sure in the in the the next couple weeks um there will be some some scores that are all over the place i've got some <laughs> things in mind to give him and Ruh-ruh. yeah that's right um now that you said all that stuff about british comedy <laughs> oh, enjoy <laughs> I told you 2017 was going to be garbage, people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, it's one. Of the, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we have the show, though, right? Like, maybe we've mm-hmm. heard of something, but we haven't got to it yet, and then the other person gets to give it, give it to them. It's one of the reasons. Dope. Well, before we enter the depths of misery that will be everything we give each other for 2017. The final thing, the best thing, man, I got I got a hankering, and this will be, oh man, 
We may be knocking some things off tables if this turns out the way I think it might. (laughs) (laughs) Caitlin McKinnon. Yeah. Was your favorite thing that I gave you in 2016? It was Madoka Magica. Okay. Woo! (laughs) I was like, is Food Wars going to pull this out? (laughs) Oh, no. I really thought Food Wars was in the running. No. Given your your sharp turnaround on Food Wars recently. All right. That makes sense. That makes sense now. All right. Um, Madoka Magica, episode nine. Uh, I gave you Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Um, It showed me, yet again, what anime could do using its own tropes and... Mm -hmm. Um, and own types of storytelling and sort of twisted it around. Like, there was a big flip on the on episode three, which we talk about a lot, and we, we talked about in that episode. Episode three is sort of like the, the hinge episode, right? Yes. It's where everything kind of gets... You do not know if it's up is down, down is up, left is right, right is left. Like, you're not really sure anymore what's going on. The show is a subversion of the magical girl genre of anime. And you, if you go into the show totally cold, or the series totally cold, you will not know that's coming until episode three. And you're like, did that just really happen? Is that a real thing that happened? And it is. And everything just goes more batshit crazy from there. And I wasn't expecting it, even though you had said, you know, it's, it's different, it's darker. I, I didn't. I didn't understand. I didn't understand, Jordan. Um, she wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Uh, and as I watched more and more of it, I would really understood more and more of what anime could be. And um, and now that you've sort of given me more and more anime, that's one of the reasons why I was like, yeah, give me more anime. Because there are a lot of changes that have happened in the last 10 years. Uh, it's not just about it. 14 year old boy wanting to be the best no it's the things have changed and as much as i i've enjoyed watching food wars it's very much sticks it's still to about it. a 14 year old boy who wants to be the best yeah it sticks to its tropes it sticks to its um its rails where this totally went fucking mm. off the rails it was just like <laughs> you don't know what anything is anymore um and as someone who loved absolutely adored sailor moon like lived and breathed Sailor Moon, seeing a genre like that sort of flipped on its head was a lot of fun. Um, And again, super enjoyable. Loved the storytelling. And even some of the... the, the imagery and uh you know what they did with the art style at certain points all of that was was fantastic and the legacy of that show is still being felt today like recent episodes i mentioned magical raising project was which is a show that's been on this season aka hunger games the anime it's yeah. the same thing it's magical girls almost to the point now where you know the the hot take machine is like can we just get a regular magical girl show yeah, again like they one? don't always have to be dark and gritty because this is the shadow the shadow Madoka Magica cast on the genre is so huge because it yeah. changed everything for yeah. that for that type of show. Well, yeah, good times. Good times. Some surprises there. There were. Yeah. And if we're surprised, the listener will be surprised. Hopefully. I mean, 2016 has been kind of garbage on the whole. The year has been garbage. I think the podcast has been wonderful, but. You know, it's it's easy to look back on a year and consider the things you didn't do, the things you wished you had done. Yeah. 
Um, but at the end of the day, I did two things in 2016 that I had wanted to do for a very long time. And that was see the Queens live and start this podcast with you. So there we go. I did both of those. And I ended up um, kind of getting into this a little bit more. You know, I was really worried I'd suck at it. And I still worry about that because my name is Caitlin. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I've had so much fun. And it's one of those things that, that I look forward to so much week to week. Um, and Was it my personal high point of the podcast? And we can say this for the listeners. Yeah. Even though it didn't really come up at the time. Uh, Caitlin was unemployed for a period of the summer. I was. I was. She was. She was sans employment. And when she told me that, I remember it like came out of nowhere. I was just like, typical midweek check-in about like, <laughs> so uh, you got something for me to watch? What are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> just the message back. I just got fired. I was like, oh, oh, God. And my first thing initially, because I'm her friend first, was to be like, well, listen, getting to Toronto is expensive. Like we can, we can figure it out. We can try a Skype thing. You can do it from Hamilton or we can just put it on pause. If you just feel like, cause sometimes that's some, it's a good trade of hers. Caitlin gets really focused on stuff. And when, sometimes when she like needs to find a job, it's like that becomes her job. Yes. Like eight hours a day. She's up at the crack of dawn. It's just writing cover letters, getting the resume together, putting that stuff out for like eight hours. So I was like, if we got to put this on pause, like I understand that. And I didn't even get the sentence out. And Caitlin was like, no, I'm still doing the podcast. Yeah, because it was something. I mean, I lost something, something I didn't really like doing, but I still lost something <laughs> was that was that was important. I'm not going to lose something I really love doing as well <laughs> at the same time. That would just make me a disaster. Um, I talk about being a hot mess. That would really made me a hot mess. So the in the way that having the podcast is sort of that thing that anchors me to life to you know it, it it uh i don't really have i've talked about i talked about this at the very beginning of the show <laughs> um i don't have really hobbies i do play D D and i do role play those brought up to me afterwards were like yeah you have hobbies those are hobbies i was like oh yeah those are hobbies. the gaming crew was very unimpressed with you for that <laughs> very unimpressed sorry guys um but i don't get into say D D the way other people get into D D. I haven't read the D D handbook like <laughs> forward to like the Dungeon Master's Guide or the Monster Manual. I haven't or the player's handbook. I haven't read those back to front. Um I like playing. I don't as much like getting into the rules and the character building and all of that. Um this has been because we just the two of us, it's been so much about like building something from the ground up. And seeing what that thing is and how it's going to be. And the fact that we've managed to not quite yet do a whole year of ours, <laughs> but like a whole year every week has been astounding. And I think it's a really amazing accomplishment. And uh, I'm really, I'm really happy for that. And I'm really excited for 2017. <laughs> ah! And building that small community that we have. You know, it's very tiny. You know, there are people who are not just friends of ours who listen to the show, which is and have commented um, on the show, amazing, and promoted the show, and and recommended it to other people. And we greatly, we greatly appreciate that. And I greatly appreciate you. And I greatly appreciate you. Oh, oh so, much, uh, um, so on that note, yeah, I think it's time to put a pin in this fucker. Thank you so much for listening to our show, guys. We really appreciate it. Um, we hope you've had a relaxing holiday break, 
with your family. We hope you haven't wanted to smack them too much. We, <laughs> we hope they're not super racist. And Or if you are, you've been able to convince at least one of them that they're wrong. Um, we hope that you have... You might never do that, but maybe you just give them something to think about. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Enough that maybe they decide not to have those conversations around you anymore. They'll they'll ponder things a, a bit before they open their mouth. Um, no discussions of the impending race war this year. I'm <laughs> greatly hoping that's coming in my own life. Um, and we hope that um, you stick with us for 2017 and that 2017 is as amazing as I think it's going to be. Yeah, right, we, Jordan? We right, still, still going to be here. So. We're going to be here. So you can come back anytime you like, once a week. You can listen to old episodes. You can give us suggestions for things. You can... Send us email. Well, send Jordan emails and tweets. And by by this time, hopefully, the Tumblr page is back. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna work on that. All right, um, it's your, back. Your best bet is to probably send all your uh, comments, questions, and tidings to the Facebook page, which is at www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. That's probably our greatest accomplishment, by the way. What? Just that bit. That bit. Yeah. That bit right there. Yeah. Nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> Just that. All right. I'll, ta- I'll take that away. It's better than nothing. It's true. It's true. But we have a whole podcast. We do. And apparently we have things. We have things. We have things. We've got, we've got the board. We've got like... Uh, <laughs> our, our mythology and our running bits. Yeah. Stupid Matt. Hi, Stupid Matt. Um, Chauncey the Internet Elf. Chauncey, Chauncey the Internet Elf. See, we've got things. It's good that you mentioned Stupid Matt. Stupid Matt was really up in my grill this week. Why? Because he feels he hasn't been mentioned enough recently. Oh, Stupid Matt. Remember that time when I was like, I'm going to call him Matt. And then you did something stupid. And I was like, <laughs> now I know why everyone calls him Stupid Matt. Oh, Stupid Matt. Yeah. Well, anyway, we are off the rails now. But it's the new year. Who cares? It's the new year. This is just a time for getting together and having fun. So we hope you have a fantastic New Year. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you in 2017. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Caitlin McKinnon. And we'll be back with you then for another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. See you next week. Prostitution profile. <laughs> do, 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 do. You don't uh, have to go that far, Jordan. It's okay. We'll take care of you. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, for me to yeah, prostitution, <laughs> right? It's like who, who's taking care of me? What? You know somebody? <laughs> like a sugar mama. <laughs> Listen, if I thought there was anybody who would, who would take care of my financial needs, just for a little dick three times a week. This got very deep and involved. <laughs>